Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Green Bay Packers not getting underway till the lowest seed remains next weekend. What do you guys think of the name? And Rowdy was kind of rolling his eyes over it. I, I don't know if I'm indifferent or indifferent or don't like it or not. Super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Super. That is someone on Monday. Who cares? Rowdy, super? Well, no? what are they going to go with once they let eight teams in? Extra super. Super duper. Super super. Super duper wildcard weekend. Thanks for asking. I don't know. What are they so then the divisional round, does it lose its luster then because it's not super? Like what is it? And why is there a game on Monday? Do you guys understand that? Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. More I don't eyes get the on Monday. The TV. That's true. But then imagine you're the team that wins on Monday, then all of a sudden you are scheduled to play on a Saturday. Yeah. There's no way the NFL would do that to them, would they? No. But they probably will. Rowdy, what do you think? I'm hoping that the you know it's it is the Cardinals that beat the Rams, even though we have a Rams bet, which? and uh, <laughs> then they have to play the Packers on a Saturday. Yeah, which, which game is the uh, Nickelodeon game? Oh, um, are they doing that? Again? I saw Romo get slimed in like um, people actually watch that. Yeah, kids. I think the kids even watch that. I saw it on a, like a promo. Like, Romo got is slimed. Nickelodeon like, yeah. still like a thing. Yeah, yes, obviously so. it is, but mm-hmm. like yeah, people fine. still watch it. I mean, we don't. Anyone out there? Do you watch the Nickelodeon version of the NFL hey. broadcast to see people get slimed and then the slime zone? Do you remember who the first I ever do. MVP was of the Nickelodeon N- slime? NVP. NVP. Oh, sorry. It would be Mitchell so, Trubisky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, there's so many NVPs and MVPs. MVVPs. MVVPs and yeah, the Nickelodeon's valuable player. It was Mitchell Trubisky, and I do believe the Bears lost that game, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And Trubisky was named the NVP, probably the biggest ever gotten ladies out in his career. Sunday, January sixteenth, Nickelodeon Wild Card Game. Does it say Super on it? No, what? NFL Wild Card Game on Nickelodeon. What? Where did the Super go? Yeah, so there you go. Uh, the Super Wild Card Weekend. But, boys, speaking of uh, the Bears, right, Rowdy? Mitchell Trubisky, when he got his NVP, uh, you had it and gone in 60. I did want to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, the Chicago Bears obviously have an opening for head coach and GM, as Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace both given their walking papers. You fired. On Monday, Doug Peterson got the, uh, the interview. The Chicago Bears interviewed former Philadelphia's coach Doug Peterson, executive Glenn Cook as well. And then did you guys see that Elliot Wolf, remember him uh, when he was with the Green Bay Packers brass? Mm-hmm. He thought he was the GM, the heir apparent. That didn't happen. Then they shipped his ass off to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Gutekunst became the GM. But Elliot Wolf also going to be interviewing for the opening GM position for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and the Bears have also shown ex- uh, expressed interest to interview for the head coach spot Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator. What do you guys think of uh, if some some Packers coaching and GMing get their way to uh, the Soldier Field there? Like the I Windy get it. City. You have to do your due diligence, like interviewing coaches and GMs and everything. But I feel like some of these teams, 
they bring in some of these guys for interviews just to do interviews. Yeah. Like, do you really think Some guys go interview just to practice their interviewing skills. Do you really think that Nathaniel Hackett is on the same level for a head coaching job as Doug Peterson? No. Yes. Really? No. I was going to (laughs) say, I mean, Doug Peterson's got to be like one of the best guys on the market right now. Mm -hmm. Former Super Bowl winner. Obviously, he played quarterback back in the day. He was very innovative when it came to like analytic bridging like the old school football into analytics i mean the reason why he's still not in philly was uh differences with the front office (laughs) and the owner how they lost their final game two years ago and how they which do you really care if you're trying to get a better pick and it's the last game did it look bad yeah yeah it did but everyone knows that certain teams like that except for dumb teams like Jacksonville and Detroit that are winning in the last well, season. Well, they got a better pick, right? The Eagles? Yeah, yeah they did. And they what are the, where are the Eagles at now? They're in the playoffs, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> they are. Could you kind of make the case but it that, worked? That's the reason why he got fired. I know. It but was, now they're in the playoffs because of it, kind of. It's not like they were going to can this guy if, if he ended up playing Jalen Hurts the whole time. <laughs> like the, yeah. it, it didn't really make sense at the time. Yeah, it was like a bad look. And didn't the NFL do like a little bit of like an investigation of, you know, whether the Eagles were actually trying to win games or not? I mean, just hiring Joe Judge is not trying to win games. So, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, Joe Judge. So, looking at this, um, you know, this vacancy position. Yeah, Doug Peterson got to be like a, you know, coveted. Obviously, ties when it comes to the Midwest and the Packers. I don't think I need to explain that. And then you look at uh, the GM. Remember, so Elliot Wolf. Do you guys remember when Ted Thompson was on his way out and the Packers like didn't want to fire him? But they were just kind of like say, "All right, Ted, we're gonna put you in another room. We're go- we're gonna take away the role of GM." Yeah, he became a consultant. But you can be a consultant. You can still have this room. You mm-hmm. can you can wheel in your TV and watch your Division three tape. Maybe find the next great Jeff Janis or something. <laughs> I guess it'd be D two. Uh, but then they're like, I was under the impression that Elliot Wolf was gonna be like groomed to be the heir apparent. I think everybody was. It was Elliot Wolf's job to have, and I think he, even he was like, "Yes, yes, finally, I will be the GM." And the hate my my bloodline. This is it for me. This I am, is my destiny. I was. Uh, I am the heir apparent. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, by the way, uh, no thanks." Yep. See Fine, ya. See you. See you later. And he's like, with this guy, nobody's gonna be able to pronounce his name for like. So he went to Cleveland. All of a sudden, the the UWL guy comes in and he takes it, and he and he takes, takes it. And Elliot Wolf, I, I got the uh, the uh, uh, little bit of an opinion that Elliot Wolf seemed a little hacked off over it. It's like what? just a just a tag. It's like, do you know what my last name is, dude? Do you know who Ron Wolf is? Like, what's what? Uh, um, huh? Yeah. You, you're gonna say no to me? The guy in the five thousand dollars suit? You're gonna say no to me? And I guess I'm I'll go to Cleveland. Guy. So then it was Brian Gutekunst, who's done a hell of a job so far. But Elliot Wolf, um. You know, they've now requested the Bears the permission to interview him for the GM position. The Vikings uh, also want to interview Elliot Wolf as well. When it comes to some of these guys, do you guys ever, like, not, not fear, but they come from the tree of the Green Bay Packers that obviously had a lot of success, and then see him come back around the NFC North, you're like, all right, good hire, or just it's one of those wait-and-see kind of things. Half the stuff you see happen in the NFC North when somebody takes somebody from the Packers is legit, they want the information from inside yeah it's not really like you the vikings take like every packer that ever got cut (laughs) they do and i don't think it's for the sake of that they're still 
at the level they were with the Packers. It's, hey, tell hey. us some stuff so we can get an edge on you. Yeah. And well, now that, a GM. That strategy really hasn't helped the inner right. division teams. It really hasn't. The With a GM, you might want to start drafting like the Packers, if that's the So case. that's why they're sniffing around Elliott? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think, though, a lot of the GMs. And what's your dad doing? The too? last twenty years are guys How, that have been. Uh, Would he help out in the front no? office for All the right, Green Bay bye. Packers? They've went other places and not necessarily done that well. Right. Like, yeah. Was it Reggie McKenzie that went to Raiders. Oakland? Yeah. Oakland. The and Raiders. they really didn't get any better. Well, well, him. Well, him and Gruden, or no, him yeah. and the front office. Him, yeah. Him and someone else were butting a lot of heads. Right. And they didn't let him actually run the team. And then I think there was, right before he was fired, I think when at a combine or something, he was like pictured in the stands sleeping. Do you remember that? No. I'd have to Google that again. That was a couple of years ago where Reggie McKenzie was like, fall, like asleep in the stands during like the. That was like his last. Like, yeah, he was the one who hired Gruden, which I'm going to go ahead and say he didn't hire Gruden. Uh, Chucky the doll hired Gruden. Oh. You mean Mark Davis? Yeah, I have an update. It was not. It was not Reggie McKenzie who was sleeping at the NFL Combine. Believe it or not, and I did not know this. It was his brother. Dude, they look exactly alike. I think they're twins. Okay. His twin brother Rayleigh McKenzie, who was seen sleeping at the NFL Combine. That's what it was. They, at there, first was there. It is. It first was reported that it was indeed Reggie McKenzie, but after some detective work by Bleacher Report here, it appears uh, it was his twin brother yeah, Raleigh. Raleigh, who was sleeping in, at the NFL Combine. <laughs> so it wasn't me, man. His, it wasn't me. His twin, br- his twin brother was a scout for the team. So yeah. Wow. That's not that great of a look either. No. Well, you had him. Then you you mentioned Elliot Wolf. He got passed over, went to Cleveland, and it's not like Cleveland's had a ton of success. No. Yeah, they made the playoffs once, but yip de doo. Yeah. A lot of teams have. <laughs> Indeed. Hell, the the Lions once made the playoffs. Well, I feel like already. that was a lot of those people that were in the running in the last twenty years for GM jobs in Green Bay. None of, when they have left, none of them have have went and had a ton of success. Yeah. Totally. All right, we got speaking of success. Could it just show that that's just how good Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers were? I, I, that they've kind of carried these guys? I think so. I think that has a lot to do with it. I planted the seed a little while ago, and we had a couple callers call in about it and say this was what I thought it was going to happen, and then it didn't. And um, Or also, I didn't think it was going to happen, and then it did. Green Bay Packers football. This season, I – now, every year I always say the Packers, Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. That's – that's just the cheese head in me coming out. But this season, something feels different with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, you saw what happened. The number one team in the NFL, and obviously the NFC, as they have the first round by. And there's just been injuries all year, but they've been able to navigate these injuries and then bring in these players, street free agents like a Devondre Campbell or Rasul Douglas. And now you're getting guys back who, you know, all pro bowlers, all pro, like David Bakhtiari's back. You got Zarius Smith back at practice yesterday. You know, Jair Alexander, uh, Billy Turner's looking like he's going to be good to go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers been able to stave off, you know, poor play with a fractured toe. As now he's probably looking like he's going to be the MVP. This year, Rowdy has felt like they've all bought into a message. They're all believers, and you can feel something special brewing in Titletown. Like it, it just it feels right. It feels like a team of destiny. But here's the but: I have felt like this before sometimes. 
and other times I haven't, and they've gone on to win. Like the 2010 Super Bowl, 2010-2011, I, I did not feel like that was a team that was destined to hoist Vince Lombardi's trophy. Those team that be getting the playoffs, we'll see what happens, every game's on the road, and all of a sudden, boom, they're in the Super Bowl after beating the Bears in the NFC Championship game, and I felt then, uh, as I can pinpoint it to Lil Wayne releasing green and yellow, like this is it for the Super Bowl. Lil Wayne's on our side. How can how can the Lord stop us? And they won. Well, Rowdy, other times I felt like it was the year, like the the year fo- following the Super Bowl run, right? Like this is going to start a dynasty for the Green Bay Packers. And then what happened in 2011? And also the effing Giants. Yeah, pretty much since my existence watching the Packers, like I was too young to remember the Brett Favre back-to-back Super Bowls. Obviously, they won the first one, lost the second one to John Elway and the Broncos. I would have been two and three. So those were a little too early for me to remember anything. Yeah. But then when you go from there, I remember the first time I really thought that this was going to be the year. It was what uh, Corey and Marshall called in earlier. It was 2003. (laughs) I would have been in third grade. And that was Brett Favre. And, And you talk about it. Packers had to win. They did that. Cardinals had to beat... The Vikings, they did that on the push-out rule. Yeah. Because that was back when that was yeah. a rule. Hell of a clip. And then they changed it. And then it was the Hasselbeck, we want the ball and we're, we're going to score. score. Al, yeah, Al, Al Harris, Harris, my man. Fist in the air. And then it looked like they were going to beat the Eagles. And then 4th <sighs> and 26, Freddie Mitchell. And, Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, your hopes were dashed. So that was the first time. But that wasn't the only time that Brett Favre broke my heart. I think 2007... So that 2008 uh, Giants game where they lost in overtime, yep. that one felt like that was a destiny to go all the way and win it until, so yes, Brett Favre throwing picks against the Giants. Yeah, another one for me when I thought the Packers were destined to go to the Super Bowl and win it all. <sighs> 2014 NFC Championship game, the Green Bay Packers and the Seattle Seahawks. I kid you not, in the third quarter, I'm looking at hotel rooms of how I can get my ass to the Super Bowl and party like a rock star and watch the Packers hoist again Vince Lombardi's trophy. I'm looking on my phone where I can book hotels for the Super Bowl, and then I'm watching and witnessing everything unfold as the Packers had, I think Pro Football Focus had it at a 99.96% chance of winning the game. And then it all unfolds. Everything rears his ugly head. Brandon Bostic gets all of the blame, despite there's more things happening than that. But we all know what happens, right? Brandon Bostic <clears throat> and the Seahawks go on to win. That was another year, Rowdy, where I thought, this is the year the Packers are going to effing do it. So this is actually kind of funny because I, I was looking at hotel rooms. I also agree with you in the 2011 team where the, they lost. The, the dynasty that never was. Yeah, where they went 15-1. and one. This, is, this is how... <laughs> This is how ballsy uh, or confident, I guess I would say, I felt. I actually went to a Wisconsin Badger basketball game during that playoff game because I figured the Packers would just roll. Against the Giants. And then we came out after the game was over. I think this was the year. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, they lost. Oh, BTW? Yeah, you didn't have a smartphone then. They lost. Yeah, by the way, the Packers lost. No, because, yeah, you're at the game, and you know how they have the TVs outside the Kohl Center? Yeah. We figured, oh, they'll just roll the Giants, you know, whatever. We'll catch the end of the game. We come out, and you go out into the hallway, and you look at the TVs. They're losing, and they're going <laughs> to lose the game. And we, we couldn't believe it. 
No, so, yes. of course you couldn't believe it. So that because it was the dynasty in the making. That game absolutely sucked. And then I agree with you with the Seattle 2014. That felt like the year they were going to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, it didn't happen. You had the Brandon Bostic. But there's so many years in there, like the the 2012 team, where they were really good, but they ran into a team like the 49ers where Colin Kaepernick had already smoked them and they knew that they couldn't stop him running, where you're like, oh, God, we got to play the 49ers, even though the Packers were a really good team. Yeah, they just couldn't stop Cap. And you didn't didn't feel like you could actually win the Super Bowl that year because you were going to see the 49ers. No. But um, I agree with you. 11 and 14 were definitely two years. And then you go back to kind of more recent times. 2019, it was just you're lucky to be there. Oh, yeah, totally. 2020 kind of felt kind of Last felt year? like, yeah, yeah, kind of felt like they were going to do it. And especially when they started playing well early against Tampa, you're like, all right, this could be the team. Well, 20, last year, I told it's like, okay, we have the we have the seed. Playoffs run through Lambeau. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers got to come to Lambeau Field and play in the elements. And then what happens? Effing Kevin King right before halftime. And then again with the stupid defensive pass interference. You know, Scotty Miller running wild. And then I think in myself when the game concludes, like, why did I ever think that we'd beat Tom Brady? Why did I ever think that we'd be able to punk Tom Brady? I I guess I was I was I was in both feet ready to go deep end Super Bowl. You know, people give Aaron Rodgers a lot of uh, a lot of crap for being one and four in conference championship games. Yeah. Well, uh, Rob Reichel coming up by the way. <laughs> gut feeling for me where it's this is going to be the year. This is the Super Bowl. Own five. <laughs> what Rowdy? Every time I felt like this is going to be the year they're going to win the Super Bowl and the they, team's they, rolling, they, I'm 0-5. So how are you feeling right now with the playoffs nearing? You look at it and you're, you're kind of like, this is the year. They, they feel like it's 2020. Yeah. The only thing I will say about 2020 where it goes, oh, God, was the New Year's Eve when Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari. goes down. That's where you got a, you started to feel a little bit different. But once they got to the playoffs and they were playing well, then it was like, okay, they're still going to do it with Bakhtiari. You heard Aaron Rodgers talk about, oh, this kind of feels like when we lost some of our players in, in 2010. You know what I mean? Yeah. You now they're getting healthier. Talk. Yeah. Well, now this year, they're still the number one seed. It's got to go through Lambeau. They've been playing really well. The only thing is they're getting their players back that are healthy yeah. instead of players getting hurt late. We got, instead of entering 2021 without David Bakhtiari, we now enter 2022 with David Bakhtiari and others. Yeah, let's see here. 2019, it was just like, you know, it was never pretty, right, for the Packers. LaFleur is a new head coach, was uh, a well, learning happy process. happy to be there. Remember, they they eked it out against Seattle in the yep. divisional series. 28-23, and then you're like, oh, my God. Because Jimmy Graham go had the huge catch. It was one of his only was, memorable Packers It's like the plays. only touchdown he ever scored for the Packers. And then it's like, oh, God, we got to go out to San Francisco to face the Niners again, and the Niners absolutely just punished the Packers. What, Jimmy G throw the ball eight times? I think he's like six of eight. Raheem Mostert just running wild. You're like, all right. Well, I yeah, kind of fast ex- forward two years. Moser can't even hardly get carries. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's hurt a and lot he too. Was a, he was an unknown going into that season. Yeah, and then you go back. What uh, 2016 kind of had shades, right, of the Packers getting it done. You 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 were like, okay, they're kind of like hobbled hobbled team. They got band aids all over them. But Aaron Rodgers is doing his thing. You played the wild card game. You beat the Giants. You shellacked them. 
In fact, that's when Odell Beckham Jr. and company were on that yacht, and that's when that picture came out. You're like, all right, these jabronis are going down. And then you go out to Dallas, Jerry's World, and it's the man with the golden leg, Mason Crosby, or the toe-tapping from Jared Cook. You're like, oh, my God, they just beat the boys in Jerry's World. They're like, okay, I'm feeling it. And then the Atlanta Falcons just steamroll. Yeah, I think we need to clarify something here, though. Like, you bring up the 2016 playoffs, yeah. I feel like that wasn't a team that felt like, oh, this is the year they're going to win the Super Bowl. I said they're band-aids. Until they beat the Cowboys. And then you felt it. And then it was like, but then you're like, oh, this could be be it. And then they played Atlanta, and right away when they stepped on the field, and you see Ladarius Gunter across from Julio Julio Jones, Jones, and Atlanta starts scoring, you're like, it's over. Nope, this is over. I was at the... uh, So I guess you felt it for like literally... a couple hours after they beat Dallas. Well, it's because you know you went into you know Jerry's world and you beat the boys. Who, Everyone, you know, you're you're celebrating. You're with people. You maybe some drinks and food, and you're all talking no it up. about that. But then that was that was short lived because then Atlanta came out and, and just, just blew you out. Yeah, of and by halftime I was already drowning my sorrows in whatever drink I could so find I don't, and I don't the buffet table. That, I don't consider that being like a a, a team that felt like they were going to win it all because it was such a short little period. You were just living off of the high of the one win. Yeah. Uh, the, the times I felt most convinced, 2014, when I was looking at hotel rooms before the Seahawks came back and then eventually won it in overtime, sweet God. Uh, before that 2011, when I thought it was the dynasty that was going to start happening, and then the Giants punked you. Yeah, I would 2010, say- though, I didn't. When did you feel like 2010 would be a Super Bowl team? I didn't feel it until after they beat, um, I, I guess, the Falcons to a degree when they spanked them 48 21. And then I had, I'm like, it's the Chicago Bears. Rodgers will go to Soldier Field and just own them. Jay Cutler versus Aaron Rodgers. Give me, give me Rodgers. And then Little Wayne releasing green and yellow, Rowdy. I'm like, all right, we're, we're destined. Weezy F Baby's got it going. We're, we're done. That's it. We're winning the Super Bowl. When did you feel like that in 2010, 2011? Probably not until he hit Cobb. Yeah. I, Rodgers to Cobb. Well, I mean. For the ones for me, I stressed out the that whole because really, we're on the road the whole time. I stressed like out the, whole the time. ones for me that really cut deep was the 2007 team where Brett Favre threw the pick because uh, yeah. I really thought that team was going to the Super Bowl. That Same. one, that one's one of the bigger heartbreaks. And outside of that one, it's probably 2014 was the biggest one because it was right there. Yeah, it was right there. You had. Uh, Peppers telling Burnett to get down. Damn it. Damn it you Julius. had obviously Brandon Bostic, who's not supposed to go up and get the ball and let Jordy Nelson get it. And he so knew those, his job. Those were the two big ones that were really crushing. 2011 was just more in shock. You're like, what happened? Like Excuse they really me? lost to the Giants. Did uh, when you're at that Badger game watching it instead of the the Packers game, did the Badgers win that game? Yeah, I'm pretty the sure Cole they. Center. I'm pretty sure they played uh, Nebraska. Oh, there you go. Well, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, kids, how are we living? Big Joe, what's up? Do you have a Super Bowl feeling this year for the Packers? I got a feeling that the Packers in Buffalo are going to the Super Bowl. And who wins? Packers. My man. I always support my Packers. Uh, Nelson, question for you, buddy. Major League Baseball, did they get the deal done today, yes or no? Yeah, they're meeting today, Rowdy. I'm going to say are? probably not. I agree, Nelson. It's going to take a little bit, but I just hope we get Major League Baseball. I did see something that the Beloit Snappers uh, got the 13th best prospect and 17th best for the uh, Snappers or for the Marlins organization. I have no idea about that one, Big Joe. Sounds riveting. 
I'm still calling them the Snappers. I don't care. What are they called like now? The I don't like the Sky Carp nickname. The logo is kind of cool, but the I'm not Sky calling them the Sky Carp. They're still the Snappers to me, Evo. Well, hey, that's your reality. You live in it, Big Joe. Positive, oh, Evo, positive I, vibes I, only. Team fun. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, Evo, in Wisconsin during June up at uh, Appleton, they have the Timber Rattlers, but their team name in the uh, June month is called the Otter Tuggers, so I always say Tugs and Six, baby. Yeah. Big Joe, I need some, you to do something for me today, all right? What do you need? Go tug on some udders, would you? <laughs> Deal. Right, hey, see I'm you. a farm kid. I've done that, my man. Yeah, Veek's Farm, crushing. Absolutely. Hey, talk to you guys later. See you, kid. <laughs> This is this is hilarious, Ebo. So I looked it up at that uh, 2011. Yeah, I'm listening. They played Nebraska that day. Badgers, yeah. The Badgers. They beat them in a barn burner, 50 to 45. (laughs) (laughs) That's total Wisconsin Nebraska basketball. Who was was the leading scorer? Leading scorer was Jordan Taylor. What do you have? 13. Eight. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> Jordan Taylor. There's a name. Hell yeah, dude. Beating Nebraska. What was the score again? 50, 50 to 45. That is a real barn burner. My God. Uh, speaking of barn burners. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Speaking- See, I'll never remember it because I remember it was like a, yeah, it was a close game. I don't remember that was 50 to 45, but Wisconsin ended up pulling it out. You come out of, you know, you walk down the stairs, you come out and around and you see, oh, how are the Packers doing? They're losing. They're losing, my friends. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Bad Boys for Life here, baby. No doubt about that. Got a bad boy for life on the phone, but real quick, I got to make sure I get his correct walk-up music in. Well, let Zeppelin get the wet out. What is and what should never be? What is, hopefully, is the Packers winning the Super Bowl. What should never be is a week without Rob Reichel. Hey, Robbie, what's up, brother? We're never gonna let a week go by, are we, Evo? No, I would. Now. I would be too depressed. I'd be like in a corner crying, uh, especially you know that coupled with the Packers losing the Super Bowl. Robbie, we were talking off air a little bit. Uh, Rowdy and I were on air as well about times we felt like the Packers were gonna win it, then unfortunately didn't. What's my man Rob Reich, who has covered the Packers for a long time? What's the vibe on you this year with the Packers as they get healthier as the uh, preseason? Or, I'm sorry, the postseason years. Boy, great, great question, Evo. Um, my vibe is Uh-oh. I, I, I'm not as confident as I think I think they are. And they should be confident. I mean, they're, they're 13 and 4. They have the number one seed. The road goes through Lambeau. But, Evo, I, I, just, I just have this feeling that it, it could be a lot like 2011. It, somehow it... It could be a lot like 2014. It could be a lot like 2020. It could be a lot like 1997 for for people who who remember, you know, the, the their second attempt to win to win a Super Bowl with Brett Favre. It just, I I, I don't know, Evo. Um, it's it, they're obviously a very very good football team. Their margin of error isn't what it was a year ago. Uh, their 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 point differential in terms of how you know 
them handling people uh, on a week in and week out basis pretty convincingly a year ago, which is what they did when they were when they were plus 160 in the point differential. That's been cut in half. Um, they, they were only fourth in the conference in point differential. <sighs> Maybe I'm being too dark here, Evo, but they, they struggled <laughs> to stop the run. The, 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 the defense for two months has been in a funk. The special teams are a concern. Um, Man, Robbie. Evo, Evo, I certainly think um, things line up very well for them to play in the NFC Championship game. Um, but, man, that that man is still looming. That 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 big, bad uh, Super Bowl-winning machine named Tom Brady is, is, is around the corner, Evo. It's like the Terminator. And, um if, if if he comes into Lambeau Field and, and he's getting healthier too now, Leonard Fournette and some of his people are coming back. Man, if if that's an NFC Championship game again, Ebo, I, I can't even imagine the cost of that ticket price. Okay, so are they the biggest threat then to the Packers here, Robbie? I mean, obviously they'll get the lowest remaining seed coming to Titletown next week after the Super Wild Card Weekend. Is, is it truly Tom Brady and the Buccaneers the biggest threat? What about Big Mike and the boys? They're a threat. I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. If Aaron Rodgers has to answer questions all week long about you know his role in driving Mike McCarthy out of Green Bay, that's a distraction, Evo, and 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 that and that that's going to be a pain in the tail. Um, and and certainly Big Mike knows Aaron as well as anybody does. Um, in terms of you know he and Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator there in Dallas, trying to trying to throw wrinkles at at, at uh, Rodgers and, and the Packers offense if that's the case here in, in what would it be about 17 days until the NFC Championship game I, I mean Evo we're still talking about Tom Brady seven yeah. Super Bowl championships 14 trips to the conference title game right he's he's 10 and four in those games he's seven and three in Super Bowls Evo they, they still have the overwhelming majority of that roster back. Mm-hmm. You know, in Tampa Bay from a year ago. I know he's lost a couple of really, really good wide receivers. Yeah, Antonio Brown, right? Antonio Brown and <laughs> and, and obviously Godwin blew the knee. Um, you know, so so he won't play. There's there's another Pro Bowler, but Evo, there there's still weapons all over the place. They'll they'll throw the ball to tight ends. They'll throw the ball to running backs. They still have three really good tight ends. Um, Mike Evans is a Pro Bowler himself. Yeah. I mean, we all remember last year what Scotty Miller did to Kevin King. <sighs> He's he's still right. hanging around. The Johnson kid out of Minnesota is going to turn out to be a damn good wide receiver. Don't don't kid yourself. Tom Brady will find a way to score thirty plus points in that game. Um, can Aaron Rodgers outscore him? We we've talked about this many times on the show. Ebo don't Aaron's one and four in conference title games. He hasn't played well in any of the five. Um, you would you would argue personally um, he's been outplayed. Um, really in all five games. Maybe the only one not Evo would be the one he won when Jay Cutler was so miserable in 2010 in that in that Bears game. Um, and, they, and they found a way to win that 21-14. But Rodgers' passer rating that day, Evo, was 55. So um, a, a lot to like, like you said. They are getting healthy. Um, it, it's still an outstanding football yeah. team that can beat you in a lot of ways. But there are also a lot of reasons for concern, Evo. So Rob Reichel joining us right now. Rob, I have two questions. One, who hurt you today? Are you okay? Like, what's <laughs> like? Are you, are you all right today, man? My, my man, did you wake up in a, like a crank in your neck, a little dark spot today? Well, Evo, you remember I went on your show last year before the <laughs> NFC title game, and and, and 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 I think the one thing you and I um, 
like about doing this together is 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 usually I'm I'm a pretty honest guy. I'm a pretty straight shooter, and and I and I did pick Tampa Bay to beat Green you did. Bay. You did, and and I and I got so much nonsense on social media, and I I'm, I'm just telling you what I what I, I know, think. Robbie. I'm just messing with you. I, that's no, all. I love and, your and, takes, and, 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 and I and, and I love you for doing it because because I I hate to be the Grim Reaper and I hate to be the the the, 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 the always the Darth Vader in the room, but but there are real real issues here and real reasons for concern. I mean, it's been 11 years since Aaron Rodgers has taken a team to a Super Bowl. His legacy is on the line again this offseason, Evo, and I said it last year, his his legacy is on the line. There's only been 12 quarterbacks in the history of the league to win multiple Super Bowls. He's, he's in a long list of, of he's in a large category with, with just one. He's going to go down as an all-time top 10 guy. I mean, let, let's be honest. Four MVPs probably here that we're looking at in, in three or four weeks um, when, when he wins that award. Um, I mean, it, 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 one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks you'll ever see. But, it, but his postseason record, Evo, isn't good since winning the Super Bowl in 2010. He's got to come up with some big-time performances in the playoffs like he did in 2010 in that Super Bowl win over Pittsburgh yeah. to, get them back, to get them back over the hump. Can he do it or not? I mean – we're we're, we're going to find out, but recent history. Well, he's a new man now, Robbie. He went to Hawaii. He did some like ayahuasca trip. He's a new man. He's more at <laughs> peace with himself in the world than the universe, Rob. He's a new man. His chi is aligned. Yeah, and and every time he goes on TV, he stands in front of a <laughs> of, of, a book stand to let you know how smart he is. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's got many leather bound books. When there's seventy eight books pictured, you know, behind perfectly placed behind his. Behind his noggin, right? I mean, yeah. It's, has, has, has anyone has anyone in recent memory done, you know, more self evaluation than this guy? Um, well, just, just Rob, rumor was that Rogers was right? working on an acoustic song too on his guitar to perform for you, but I guess now he's not going to be doing that. <laughs> he had a song and dance for you, Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Though, let's talk some positive stuff, though. You did allude to it. The Packers are getting healthier. So let's start on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Jair's off the COVID list, right? Like he's back at practice, and now Zadarius Correct. and Zadarius Smith back at practice. What does that mean for the Packers and a defense, which has always kind of been their Achilles' heel, especially in the playoffs? No, well, there, there's no doubt they they need the help. I mean, we, I, I just mentioned it a minute ago. For over the last seven games, they've allowed 27 and a half points uh, per game. In the first 10, Evo, they allowed 18. So they're up over the last two months almost 10 points a game in terms of what they're allowing. I I think, you know, you, you take out that game where they saw Minnesota's backup quarterback, Mannion, and um, all the the other six foes, Evo, have hurt them pretty good, um, with, you know, have, have picked apart Green Bay's defense here over the last seven games. It's uh, it's pretty impressive the Packers were, were able to find a way to get to 13-4 and four. The way they were giving up yards and points here the, the last seven games. So, it, it, to me, although it's, it's going to be really interesting. Same thing on the offensive line with, with Bakhtiari and Myers. How do you integrate these guys now again back in into things? Does Alexander go into the slot, Ebo? Because I mean, let, let's be honest. Stokes is an outside guy with with his size and and, and speed ratio. Rasul Douglas that that's not a natural position for him. Now Douglas, or I mean Alexander, could be dynamic in the slot, but typically he's been an outside guy. But but as good as they are at corner now, Evo, and the way they've played here the last what ten weeks or so without Jair, 
Um, I, I don't know that I'd want to mess a whole lot with what I've got going on outside with, uh, you know, with, with as good as, as uh, Rasul Douglas and Stokes have been. And same thing almost with Zedarius, Evo. If, if, and again, I'm a little more skeptical that he's going to be on the field. He keeps saying he'll be on the field. The Packers aren't quite as committal. Um, something's going on there. But, you know, if, if he does play Evo, does he deserve to take Rashawn Gary's snaps? Deserve to take Preston Smith's snaps? The answer is certainly no. I mean, those guys have been absolutely outstanding this year uh, in, in terms of replacing Zedarius. You want to get Zedarius on the field 20, 30 snaps. There's, there's no question yeah. if it's, you know, if, if it's a wild card game next week against the Rams or, or the Cardinals or the 49ers or whoever, um, or I'm sorry, a divisional round game. But, um, you know, th- those, those are obviously Garvin snaps. Those, those other two guys have been, have been really, really good at outside linebacker. I think combined Evo. They, you know, they have more pressures than any duo in football right now this year. So I don't think you want to mess too much there. Same thing on the offensive line, Evo. You know, Bakhtiari, I think, was 28 stamps the other day at Detroit because he got winded and he struggled to finish that football game. So now are you in a rotation system, maybe in that divisional game with him and Yash up front? Can Bakhtiari go 60 or 70 stamps and make it through a football game? Um Myers was okay in that game, Evo. Mm-hmm. He wasn't great. So does Lucas Patrick go back to center? Does, does Newman go to right guard and you wait on Myers until next year? My guess is they'll play Myers and, and, and they'll play Bakhtiari and Billy Turner when he comes back too. But now you've got these issues creeping up where, I mean, that group really did have great chemistry, Evo, the last month of the season up front. And now you're integrating new players back into the lineup for the playoffs. So, Overall, Evo, I think it's a positive. You know, these guys are, you know, all these guys we're talking about are, are better football players than, 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 the, than the guys they're replacing. But when it comes down to chemistry, which is certainly huge on the offensive line, that's a little bit of a concern. So um, okay. it's going to be really interesting to see how some of that stuff plays out here, Evo, over the next week. Robbie, you've sparked something in Nelly's brain over here. <laughs> well, oh, say, sorry, sorry, Roddy. There you go. I was just going to say, isn't that a good thing, though? If, you, if you're like, okay, Bakhtiari can only give us 30 snaps, well, at least we have these guys that have played the majority of the season and they've played well at a high level. Oh, it's, it's a great thing, Nelly. I mean, th- th- there's no doubt. I, I'm just talking in a perfect world, you'd get 70 snaps out of David Bakhtiari and, and you wouldn't have to start cooping around with some of this chemistry stuff. It, to, to have the level of depth that they've established, and when you look ahead to next year, guys, um, you know, they're going to bring back eight, nine of these offensive linemen that, that have all played significant minutes and, and started a ton of games now in the NFL. I mean, Gutekun's phone is going to be lighting up in, in July, August, you know, right at cutdown day as people are begging for a guy like Yash and, and asking, boy, what, what would it take, you know, for you to, for you to send me uh, Runyon? What would it take for, you know, for me to get a Royce Newman out of here or something like that? He's going to have such crazy depth, guys. Uh, on that offensive line next year, which is, which is a good problem to have. But he also has seven or eight guys that deserve to start a year a year from now. I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves when, when you look ahead to, to next weekend and the following weekend, guys. So having that depth on the offensive line should be a terrific thing for them. Uh, all right, Robbie, before I, unfortunately, it's the worst part of my day, let you go here. Um, let me ask you on this, brother. So Luke Getze, you have Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Elliot Wolf. Uh, 
not with the Packers now, but was with the Packers, all getting some attention around the league. Uh, could Nathaniel Hackett, do you think he's going to take a head coaching job somewhere? Could Luke Getze get one? Could you know we see Elliott Wolf with the Bears who are now uh, knocking on the door? What's going on with all these Packers connections here with uh, jobs opening in the NFL? Don't forget Doug Peterson, the longtime oh, yeah, backup P. Brett Favre. Dougie P. I mean, for I, Chicago. I, how, how about that Elliott Wolf-Doug Peterson combo in, in Chicago? Um, they could get things turned around pretty quickly down there having a – Quarterback, I think that can play, guys. Um, boy, Denver's going to be the fascinating one to watch, guys. Rodgers has become remarkably close with 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 both, um, you know, Getsy, the quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, and and then Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, his offensive coordinator. Um, how many Packers can the Broncos get out there to Denver before they make their run at Aaron <laughs> Rodgers here a month from now? Right? I mean, can they? Can they get his barber? How much, they, how much golf does LA want to do to woo him over? Right, right. Can they can, can they get uh, can can they get the Woodley girl that he's dating to to buy some real estate there? I mean, on and on and on. It's, and and obviously, I, I'm being I'm being goofy, guys. Um, Hackett deserves a job. He's you know, Getsy to me is a little more of a long shot. Ebo, he he doesn't he doesn't quite have the same experience. He isn't quite as high up the food chain. Uh, is, is a guy like Hackett. He's probably got to go be an OC first, be, you know, before he's a head coach. But stranger things have happened. You, you've seen guys jump in this league from positional coaches or, or special teams coaches to head coaching jobs and, and do absolutely fine. So, um, you know, the, the, the stock is certainly up on a guy like, like Getsy. Hackett's going to get a few interviews, guys, and it, it wouldn't shock me if, if he's moving on. Um, you know, I, I, I know it ended badly for him uh, four or five years ago, guys, in, in Jacksonville, but he's the only guy who ever put his hands on Blake Bortles that got him to play at a winning level. I mean, he helped that team in 17, the Jaguars, when he was the offensive coordinator down there, reach an AFC title game and, and have Blake Bortles throw for more than 4,000 yards. And, and, and anybody else who who had to work with Blake Bortles is probably saying how in God's creation did, did Nathaniel Hackett get that done at, at that point in time. And, and, and let's be honest, guys, you know, Rogers coming off 18 and 19, there's a reason they drafted Jordan Love in 2020 because Green Bay thought Rogers was not done, but certainly on, on the downside of his career coming off really disappointing 18 and 19 uh, uh, seasons, or, or sorry, sorry, 17 and 18 seasons. 17, the collarbone, 18, didn't play well with Mike McCarthy. And in 2019, uh, Hackett, Hackett and, and LaFleur and, and this entire staff, guys, really got Rodgers back on track, turned around. He wins back-to-back, or it seems likely to win back-to-back MVPs here in, in 2020 and, and 2021. Uh, they're 40 and 9 since this they are, are 39 and 10. I guess they lost the Lions game. 39 and 10 since uh, you know since since this group of of coaches has arrived. And, um, I think it's I think it's time for Nathaniel Hackett. I, I really do. I, I think he'll get one Evo when it's when it's all said and done. I don't think Getsy will. Um, and and maybe Getsy just slides up the food chain here in Green Bay, and and, and that's a natural step and progression for him. But uh, no, it's. It's an exciting time for Packer assistants. This is this is what happens when you win a lot of football games. This is what happens when a franchise quarterback plays like a franchise quarterback. And he's going to get people jobs, and 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 here they are, guys. That they're ready to get it done. Rob, on a serious note, I think it would be a huge upgrade for the Bears getting uh, Doug Peterson and Elliot Wolf. Yeah. But oh my on, god! On kind yeah. of a, a joking note, 
those guys ever only finished second in the Packers organization. So I think they'd still find their way to be behind the Packers. Look at Rowdy! The rim shot. Well, well, well played, Rowdy. Well played. Rob, I got Led Zeppelin's Babe, I'm going to leave you. It, uh, this is for Luke Getze, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, to a lesser extent, Elliot Wolf with the ties. Uh, sadly, you as well, because we have to end this segment here. But before we do, Robbie. Evo, Evo, really quick. Who are they playing next week in the divisional round? God, the Rams. You got to play in the Rams. I got I to gotta play in San Francisco. I'm with you, Rob. You did Big Mike and the boys going to lose to the Niners? I think Big Mike and the boys are going down. Big Big Mike, Robbie, give him. He's coming to Lambeau to get shellacked. It's, it's written in the I, stars. I tell you what, if, if, if Big Mike and the boys go down, you, you, your favorite coach in the history of coaches might be in some trouble, Evo. Well, that's, I mean, that's fine. He's not with the Packers anymore, Robbie. But it's already written in the stars, Rob. Packers, Cowboys, Lambeau, the return of Big Mike v. Aaron Rodgers. Robbie, before I let you go, though, real quick, Badger basketball, they beat in Ohio State tonight? Oh, absolutely. Come on. The Johnny Davis show goes on, right? Love it. Another another thirty and change for Johnny. Ohio State's unbelievable, aren't they? They're they're terrific. Really Boy, that that league is so unbelievably good top to bottom. But um are the students back, guys? Um I'm not sure. Well, I, I'll ask I'll ask one that lives downtown when he comes in here no, in a little bit. No, I don't think they come back until late January. Okay, okay, uh, that 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 is worth a couple of points. I I still like Bucky though, guys, in in in, in that game. All, even though the first time wasn't all that competitive That's in, fine. in Ohio State, That's but fine. Uh, yeah, no, a whole lot of Johnny, and let's hope they keep it rolling, guys. Robbie, we love you, brother. All right, boys, talk to you next week. See you, buddy. There he is, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Check him out on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Our sports director Zach Halperin, God's gift to just about everything. Especially Wisconsin coverage. Zach, good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So you and Ben got something cooking. I won't say anything. I just said you guys got something cooking. We do. We have I think something. people are going to like it. Yeah. So we had a good time when you guys... Uh, did you, though? ...were out on vacation. No, we had the Rona. Oh, you did? Okay. So oh, I, I didn't know you guys had uh, had talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, the first week you guys were out. Rowdy got messed up, and I was like just bored for a couple days. Yeah, when you guys were out for that first week, we, we I had a good time. Doing the show, even the music hours. trivia with Scott. Well, we Ben Ben does not like doing the music trivia, so that did not happen in those in that in that uh, in that week. Well, he's not a music guy. I don't think you're really a music guy. I'm not, but Rowdy's not really a music guy. I can I can at least deal with it. Ben Ben could not. He was <laughs> the uh, only thing you can't deal with is me singing. Oh, do you prefer right. greatest hit albums or deep cuts or me singing? No, that's out. That's out. <laughs> I don't really have an opinion about the other two. <laughs> Oh, and Zach, just to correct the research department. He's, that sounds like a greatest hits guy. I'm there too. Speaking of not having an opinion on something. What, what do you mean greatest hits? <laughs> like, like a greatest hits If you're going to buy an album, you're not going to buy like the one album. Where you're like, yeah, it's got two songs on it. Give me the greatest hits. When's the last time you bought an album? Whew, when, uh, Bob Seger's greatest hits. When Best Buy was going out and I got like two CDs you for like five Best bucks. Best Buy still exists, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I don't go, know their CDs, CDs were going out of sale. Didn't you oh, buy Bob Seger's Greatest Hits? Yeah, I got like that and Tom Petty's for like $5. <laughs> it's been at least 25 years. I have not bought a CD since, God, late like late 90s is probably me. Eh, I'll, I'll I burning say, CDs. I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Probably like Eminem in like, uh, in like 2004. Oh, the Marshall's, Marshall Mathers LP2. Did I? No, I didn't. No, I didn't buy that. I think like that's the only one I bought. I think it was Young Jeezy, Thug Motivation 102. In 2007, I bought. 
Yeah, it's it's been a long time. So 2007, I think. I burned, was that 06? I burned Mac 06? Miller's kids when we were like freshmen Anyways, in high school, and then someone stole it. I downloaded songs off of LimeWire and then burned them onto a CD. See, I was a Napster guy, and then I got LimeWire. LimeWire, I found it gave me more viruses on, yes. my, yeah, definitely. on my family's Oh, that's what gave PC. it viruses? Right. Well, well he, new, he also downed some, uh, or the some other picks. stuff off of, uh, off of LimeWire as well. It never worked. Like, I had dial-up modem, so it took forever to download oh, any kind of, like, you know. I forgot. You're out in the boonies. You had to dial-up. It literally took eight hours to download one song. Anyways, so, Zach, Wisconsin basketball having some revenge on the brain as they take on what, uh, No, I was just going to say that his thing loading would be the only thing that lasted forever. Yeah. Oh, zing. That's unacceptable. <laughs> uh, so, when it comes, what's unacceptable is the Badgers getting their asses handed to them like they did against Ohio State on December 11th. Mm. Uh, Johnny Davis called out the big men, said, um, basically, you guys didn't even show up. A lot of people are like, I can't believe you did that. This might, this might, I don't know what it's going to do to this team, but it could tear it apart. Well, they haven't lost since an Ohio State game. So, looking at this, I, I said this, and Rowdy kind of agreed with me. There's no way the big men can play as bad as they did. Down in Ohio, Stephen Crowley zero points. They all had three points. Would vote have seven points? Yeah, it was a it was a bad night. Yeah, it was a bad night for like everybody, wasn't it? It was like Johnny it was a bad day. I mean Johnny was a night. Johnny was all right, but like everyone else, and they didn't show up. Yeah, EJ Liddell had his way. EJ Liddell, and there's a reason why because he's freaking good. He's really he's, good. I mean, they he's also are, up there for National Player of the Year exactly, with Johnny Davis. Exactly him, uh, Cubby Coburn, Keegan Murray, like. All these guys, uh, there were some really, really good players in the Big Ten, especially uh, down low, and EJ Liddell is one of them. He obviously can; st- he's a little bit different because he can step out and yeah. and hit from the outside. So, but I, Wisconsin, in the way Tyler Wall has played of late, yeah, I think if you have a similar effort, there's something wrong. Coming I think, off a career I think high, twenty-one points. What these two guys, what those guys are doing, and even Stephen Crow, he had nine points, eight rebounds uh, against Maryland, including that big three late in that game to help them out. So, like, I, I think they're playing better now. The big men are playing better now than they were at that time. There's no doubt about that. And I also do think it kind of gave him a – I think Johnny's I think Johnny Davis that, playing better too. Johnny Davis kind of saying that kind of gave him a kick in the butt. Also, you saw like – you saw flashes from some of those big men early. Like Chris Vogt had the big game. And I brought this up earlier with Ebo. That was the day right after the Tornadoes went through his hometown because mm-hmm. he missed a lot of close shots yeah. where he had opportunities against Ohio State – and they just didn't go. And then all of a sudden, Ohio State's running down the other way. A lot way. of mental in sports, you know. Yeah, there is. Yeah, Big gotta time. Got to be strong mentally. Just like totally. The, just like in the radio game. Got to be strong mentally. <laughs> There's no doubt about that, Zach. So I go to the gym to do it physically, and then every day, 6 to 10 mentally, I'm just mm. repping every day. Mm. All right, so when it comes to uh, Johnny Davis these past couple uh, games here last week, right, there was some uh, NBA talent, a lot. a lot of NBA talent, and he always came out supreme on top. So I'm like, okay, you're a lottery pick? Well, I'm the lottery pick. Watch mm. me dominate. So you look at um, you know this Ohio State team. They have some good talent, really good talent. But the way Johnny Davis has been playing, Zach, I mean, he keeps moving up and up when it comes to the lottery pick, uh, you know, up the draft board. And then now I, I think I see all kinds of people saying he could be the Naismith player of the year. Like, he's the guy this year. So Johnny Davis's game, I mean, have – Is he the best Is he the best guy you've seen at UW? Best individual talent. <sighs> talent. And, and we'll see player, but talent in terms – because obviously Frank Kaminsky was, I think, the – Yeah, but you had to wait better, on him. Better overall – yeah, right. He was better – Better, um, I guess, over, well, overall, he was the National Player of the Year. He was number nine, I think he was the ninth pick in the draft. So, like, what about Tucker? Johnny is a better shooter. Well, Tucker's a slasher. The the three and guys. So is Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Like, here's the thing: Johnny is doing it at all three levels right now. He's his mid range game 
which has been has like gone. Look, away look at that three pointer against Indiana when he iced it. Like there's no way Tucker would have done something there's like that. There's three players that come to mind right away. It's Frank because he was national player of the year. It's Alondo Tucker because he could put the the team on the back and, and beat top teams. And then Devin Harris. Right. And he then obviously for people of a certain age that were actually alive when he was playing Finley. Michael Finley. Little yeah. early. Little early for you. Little early for you. But Finley is a beast. But yeah, those those are the when you think about well, didn't the, Johnny Davis just topple a Finley? What, what what did Finley done? Uh, averaged twenty some points for a span. I forget for, what it was. Uh, Finley averaged yeah. twenty points a game three straight years. That's what it was. He's the last UW player to average twenty points in a season for yeah. a season. Um, Devin came close in two thousand four. He had like nineteen something. Johnny right now is what twenty two twenty. Like he's right around yeah, twenty two right twenty three. There. Yeah. There's a very very good chance he's going to become the first guy to do it since nineteen ninety five, which <sighs> is uh, certainly saying something. But he's, the talent around him probably isn't certainly isn't at the level that Frank had around him. No, and and probably not what Devin had around him because Kirk Penny, or I should say, um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, well, his Kirk Penny was gone by the time Devin was was putting up twenty points a game. I mean, but, you could t- you could throw you know, the, the talent around Frank Kaminsky is clearly was the best. Yes, that they've had. by far, I mean, obviously. And then you look at what's around him right now. It's like you so you got the second fiddle is Brad Davison. Mm-hmm. If he can hit his shots tonight, then I'm liking Bucky, obviously. But then the question is, who's the third? Chucky Hepburn? Is it Stephen Crowell? Is think, it Tyler Wall? I think it's pretty clearly right now it's Tyler Wall. Yeah. And uh, I think you could argue, though, with this team, you said that there's not as much talent around them. I think I, I think there's young talent. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stars in recruiting, but they're they're super young. The other teams were more experienced. Yes, yes. And, yeah, I mean, you think about the talent. Stephen Crowell was like a th- three-slash-four-star. Ben Carlson was a four-star Tyler Wall was was a four star, Brad Davison was a four star. Like there's there's talent there. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Was once a quarterback, especially yeah, he was. I don't know if uh, in high school. Do you know he played quarterback in high school? Uh, uh, yeah, it just came to me. Yeah, do you know he's now engaged as well? I saw has, that. Have they, have they talked about that? Hasn't been talked about on the telecast very often. I feel like they're missing out there. Well, you're always at the games. What, have they talked about him getting engaged on the telecast? I'm sure they have. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Too. I'm, pr- I'm sure they even talked about him engaging a... other people. <laughs> he got engaged to yes. That's Is that right. how you use that verb? Engaging. Yeah. He helped a couple other couples get engaged. engaged. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. He's like helped out. He's like, an officiant? No, there's been like a couple of couples. Uh, <laughs> he's a shaman. <laughs> there's been two couples he's... in the last like home games that have gotten engaged with by his help. Like he's been there to help. Like, oh, like, hey, uh, UW officials, I got a people that want to get married or uh, propose on the court or something like that. But he's like played a role in it. Yeah. He's like, he's the facilitator, I guess. I think so. Look at that. He just, what doesn't Brad Davison do? But, well, I don't know. What is there anything he doesn't do? Say it. What do you got? Well, there was a stretch where he was really struggling taking <laughs> charges. Well, there was They're a stretch. All blocks. Well, that was Bobarowski had it out for him. All right, so you know, I mean, what's your thought process tonight, Zach? The students aren't technically back yet, so I hope it's not the. I've heard some people call it the morgue center. I hope there's a little raucous activity there in the Cole Center, but they're, they're looking for that. They definitely are. Uh, you go look for the tickets, though. There are plenty of tickets available in the third level. So, oh really? Yeah, hmm. I don't. Um, and now, when you're there tonight, you really can't like cheer, right? Because when you're in the media row, you can't really go you rah rah, right? I don't think I would, even if I wasn't in the. You're media. not like a you rah rah kind of guy. I'm not. Not, well. not a you rah rah. Zach's the type of guy that once they hit a big shot and hit a game winner, he Whoa. quickly quickly exits the back of the box and turns the corner and goes. Just yeah. Do you fist pump in private? Like like you get to a car, you're like, you start like banging on your steering. The car. Yeah. 
two and a half hours after the game? No, yeah. not, not usually. Not usually. <laughs> no. So, Zach, we had a question on Twitch here, a guy from Eau Claire, B-Rail, uh, for the football side of things. Mm. says, can you ask Zach where things sit with the Badgers filling out their coaching staff? Have you heard anything? Did I say a new camp just came out, too? A new camp, yeah, last night. Mm. Uh, we, look, we talked about some possibilities. There has been no names mentioned uh, exactly because we don't know what Paul's Chris going to do. Is he going to mo- just move Bob Bostad, who was a great offensive line coach, over to the offensive line and then hire another guy? Or is he just going to replace Joe Rudolph with an offensive line so coach? So we had Bill Nagy in here last week. I know he's a big Nagy's the man. Yeah, I like big, love Bill. Yeah, and he was with uh, in, at Pitt with Paul Chris and whatnot. He was for yep for that stretch. So he had said that Bostad was going to be called up. That was his opinion, and that yep. they wanted to go get Scott Tolzien from the boys. And that's kind of what we talked about. But like, I don't envision Scott Tolzien coming in and beat an offensive coordinator. I don't see it either. Immediately, uh, quarterbacks coach, yes, definitely. And I think he can bring some great ideas. Having spent some time around Kellen Moore. And absolutely not, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> absolutely not, Big Mike. Because uh, if you looked in, because uh, they were in, uh, you, you they know, were, they were on. Uh, Big Mike made Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they were on Hard Knocks, right? This uh, this past off this past training mm-hmm. camp, and there was a scene where the quarterbacks were there, and it was Kellen Moore, and I believe Scott Tolzien was in that room too. So like, I think he was he's been working with the quarterbacks. So I do think like if that's what they want to do, yeah. he'd be a great addition as a quarterbacks coach. But you're not going to move him from being an offensive analyst with the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> for two years to being your offensive OC. coordinator. Well, Andy also spent time backing up Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck. Right. That's the other thing. Like he, people will take an issue with oh he's a Wisconsin guy. Paul Christ all he does is bring in Wisconsin guys. You need to go outside the family. Well, he's been outside the family for ten years. Outside of one year, he was an sure. analyst here for one year. I I think. He's got some pretty good ideas of how you could probably not revolutionize, but modernize even more so the offense to an extent that would really help. So I I would be all on board for that for that move if that's the way that they wanted to go. We don't we don't know though what exactly Paul Christ is is thinking at this point, and he's got not just the coaching staff to fill, but he's also got the recruiting staff to fill. He is not they they lost the recruiting uh, director of recruiting last June, and they have not yet replaced him. Oh, the guy that Ben keeps crying about? Yes. Khalif? Uh, yes, uh, Saeed Khalif. But they, he wasn't the only one that left. Several other guys left, too. And so they're, they're a little short-staffed, I'd say, at this point. They don't have a they, they have a guy that they moved into that position, but he's, it's not the full-time guy. And Paul Christ said he was going to spend January figuring that out. And, uh, well, it is January. He's got some time. 13th. 13th? Yeah. He's got some time. Got a couple he probably weeks. needs to, probably needs to uh, yeah. He'll circle back to it at the end here. January. I don't know. I mean, he, he said that when Sade left, he didn't have time because he was focused on the season, as if there weren't June. <laughs> I had so, to work on that. I, well, I saw Bleach reported like the way too early AP rankings were what, what better 12th. Was that what it was? Or 11th or 12th? I think Clemson was 11th. I thought that was way too 12th? high. Well, you're going to love this one then. The Action Network, Brett McMurphy. Yeah. Where, where do you think he had him? The Badgers? Yes. Well, if you say I'm not going to believe it, I'm going to guess top 10. Sixth. Sixth. Woo! I was right. I didn't read the article. Yes. And I was like, what? What were you smoking? What were you high on that you decided I'll, to pull? I'd that like one? to try it. Whatever now, I he would had. too. I would too. I'm in. I'm in that same camp. He actually. I would like to he try got. It. He got one. He gets. He watches tape on one game, and he he accidentally had the Illinois game from 2020 fall into his lap. Because <laughs> this is going to be a. So team. we were talking about this ranking, and it was like they had like a on Bleacher Report. It was the two knocks for uh, Wisconsin and Clemson right by each other, and was you know good strong defenses, but. Is the quarterback truly the guy? That ha- I mean, good strong defense is. Do we know it's a good strong defense? Well, they lose a lot eight of guys, guys are gone. They well, lose Zach, eight starters, and and yet they always reload though. 
and that's fine, but the last time they lost this many starters was after the 2017 season, and their 2018 defense, not very good uh, to Wisconsin standards. It was not at, at the level that we've all come to expect. Now, the difference here between those two years is they had lost pretty much their entire defensive line, and then the guys behind them that they were expecting to step in got hurt. So this year, you bring back most of your defensive line, including Keanu Benton, and I think like it's a, it's a much better starting point. And there's a lot of there's a, they've recruited really really well on defense, especially at linebacker. But to just think that it's going to be the same type of unit that it was this year, I don't think that's accurate. Well, also, if you just accurate. look at the stats, it's going to be pretty hard to uh, be just as good. You yeah, have to be the best defense, defense in the nation. 1951, 1952, 2021, 1954, 1958. Those are the top five defenses in Wisconsin history. Yeah, so, so, you, so you have to go back 70 years to get to the where this, this defense was this year. I'd say that there's going to be a regression. You would think so. You know what? They're going to do it. And yet, and yet you would hope, with the way they recruit on the offensive line, and another year for Graham Mertz, another year for Allen <laughs> Allen. I hearing that. And no, I know you are. But I, I'm saying the idea of how to get to that sixth, right, to get to sixth or be in a top 25 team or even be in a top 15 team and compete for the Big Ten West, you're going to need that to happen. I feel like I got catfished. Like, a, you know, I'm like Manti Teo. I went to go meet my girlfriend, turn out some, like, fat dude pretending to be some, like, hot chick. I feel like I got catfished by Graham Mertz right now. Eight touchdowns, four interceptions in the final uh, half of the season. So, improvement. Well, I feel that's like I'm talking one... to some hot chick online, turn out some, just some in, fatty guy. In improvement. Listen, that's the one thing basement. that's different between Clemson and Wisconsin, though. Uh, uh, no, it's not. Uh, Wisconsin. They, they thought they thought they had their greatest next quarterback, and he was not good. No, that's what I'm saying though. They they did recruit another four or five star DJ, quarterback. DJ blah blah blah, whatever his name is. No, was the, a five star quarterback was no, top rated quarterback yeah, in the country, sucked. and he was not good. But then they recruited another guy that's a four star behind him. Wisconsin doesn't have another four star quarterback. About, what are you talking about? Chase Wolf, right there. Yeah, hungry like the wolf, Rowdy. Deacon Hill by some by Did Daniel Wright transfer. He did a long time ago. Uh, He's playing Juco baseball. You got to give it up. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I just like the name for some reason. Daniel Wright. Yeah. Uh, Deacon Hill was a four star uh, uh, on certain services. <laughs> certain services. <laughs> He's got a huge arm. He's got a big arm. Again, Graham Mertz was not as bad as Ebo uh, wants to imagine him being here uh, over the last. I feel like I got Manti Teo over the last stretch of the season. I was no, a he's big just Mertz inconsistent. Guy. It's yeah. frustrating. Yep, I owed. I still owed five hundred dollars or four hundred. Still has still has two years left to figure. He's it out. gonna be the Demetric Trice just, of the football team. Uh, Demetric Trice is an All Big Ten player. Yeah, he's senior. Demetric Trice figured. I it just out. meant being there forever. Who was there forever and didn't figure it out? At quarterback or at, at uh, on the whichever court. works, whatever <laughs> basketball court. Um, Tanner Bronson. Well, I guess there's nothing ever to figure out, though. Yeah, right. But I don't think there's. Sorry, Tanner. Yeah, no. Who was? Yeah, a guy that started as a freshman, who never figured it out by a senior. I don't think it's happened. I'm gonna say the closest thing is Nate Reavers. Oh. Went backwards from junior oh, to senior. Oh, okay. That's a good call. That's a good. That's a good pull. Gold star for Rowdy. Good pull. Zach, always a pleasure. I love when you're in the studio. It just makes me feel so good. I, I feel fantastic about buying. Uh, real quick, it. MVP Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yes. Coach of the year, Lafleur. I would say Matt LaFleur. If they were to do a pageant of most beautiful coaches in the NFL, would LaFleur win? Uh, Han- be, sorry, handsome. He'd probably be number two behind Mike McCarthy. Did you Goody see McCarthy in that beige on beige on beige? Goody getting GM of the year? No. Did Executive you see? of the year? People, people hate on Goody too much. Not, <laughs> He's like, redeemed himself. It's, it's okay, just, if they sweep the awards, if they sweep the awards with Aaron Rodgers, obviously LaFleur and then Gutekunst, 
do you think there will still be media whispers saying that they hate each other and Rodgers is leaving? I think Rodgers has pretty much downplayed all, like killed all that. <laughs> Rodgers is the man, dude. In like the last, hasn't he? Yeah, the last month for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, oh. talking about how much, how much he's his relationship has grown and all that kind of stuff. Like, the, the grass mo- is greener where you water it. If the money, Rodgers. If they can figure it out, I, I can't imagine him not being back. But if he's a stallion. It's, it's isn't about he? figuring the money out, and they are going to have to. They're going to cut so many guys to make it work. But Rodgers is a stallion. He's just galloping. To a Super Bowl title MVP. I'm going to show you a picture, Zach, of Mike McCarthy. This is just incredible. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I'm going to show you a picture of Mike McCarthy. You tell me how freaking handsome this dude is. I don't even know how you're talking right now, considering it. Beige on beige on beige. With the uh, verbal fellatio you got going here. With what? With Aaron Rodgers. I don't, He's know, a how stallion. I don't know how you're talking right now. He's a stallion. A mouthful over there. I need some ivermectin. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that stuff. Look at Mike McCarthy. Look at that Look stuff. at him. Isn't he that, beautiful? That, that is a beast. Yeah, beige on beige on beige. He, show, he showed me that picture coming into the next their game, and Look I just started thing. laughing, shake my head. Look at that man. That is pure man. He's wear Mike McCarthy is wearing a that's a beautiful stallion and a pea coat that's, that's and a mask. <laughs> the mask is a bad luck. All right, Zach, we we the love you, Zach. Thanks like so much. A, You're a stallion too. Stallion.